I was out at BJ's today, guys, so I had to wear my uh, scarf, and it's the best time uh, best time of the year to feel like a bank robber walking in there. I, I wouldn't do it to the corner store that a lot of you live by. Anyways, special, special, special Hey 19, uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty edition uh, today, Thursday, uh, because, you know what, the, one thing I'm going to do the intro is, uh, is our guest ready, Nick? He's ready. Jimmy's ready to rock, man. Is Jimmy never ready? Uh, He's always ready. Come on. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, because I have one issue with the WWE. Every time they try to throw this King Corbin guy down my throat, I'm like, no, 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 no. There's only one King in Darren McCarty's life. And at that, I introduce to you Mr. Jimmy King, a Fab Five fame back with the University of Michigan Wolverines. Man, what up, baby? I miss you, man. What's going on? What's up, Nick? I miss you. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. Good. I miss y'all, man. What's going on in the D? Well, it's raining today. Raining today. Gotta send a shout out. I'm down in Dallas. It's nice and sunshine down here, bro. Y'all got to take a trip down here when you can on the weekend or something. Where you at? I'm in Dallas. Oh, yeah, dude. You been golfing? Not yet. Not yet. No? Not yet. I got to um, – I think I found some clubs yesterday, so uh, I think I'm I'm, I'm going to start getting out this weekend. That's what I That's what I love. You know, like the, you can catch uh, – Jimmy and Terry Foster, King and Foster here on NRM Streamcast. But uh, how you been holding up? How long you been down there? What have you been doing during this COVID time period? Uh, how you been keeping busy, bro? Bro, I just been um, really focusing on uh, my business uh, with True Champions, which is a sports recruiting tool. You check it out, truechampions.com. Really fine-tuning that. Really excited about it, rolling it out. Um, doing some beta testing right now with uh, uh, some students, but uh, it's it's coming along. So I've been focusing on that, you know, and 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 other other than that, really nothing. I mean, just relaxing, catching up on sleep, uh, spending time with friends and family, and uh, just enjoying this weather. I've been down here two weeks, um, and every time I look up, I see Governor Whitmer keeps, uh, you know. Uh, extending the 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 quarantine so as long as she keeps doing that i'm gonna stay down here in dallas and enjoy this this nice beautiful weather man well that you know what jimmy because that's why you in my opinion you know we're always the catalyst back to the fab five you were the you know the pillar with everything going on um you know like and speak about how you know I always wanted to ask you, like, influences, and because you're from South Bend, Indiana, and you went to high school down there in Texas, but talk about getting recruited to Michigan and especially uh, your relationship with Steve Fisher. Um, being recruited, um, you know, at the time coming out of high school, I was one of the top recruits. I was the number one two-guard in high school, so I was fortunate enough to – uh, see a lot of the administration and coaches and uh, spend some time with them. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. So I'm a Midwest kid. 
um, you know, right on the border of Michigan. Uh, grew up grew up watching the rivalry between Notre Dame and Michigan. Uh, so so I knew a lot about Michigan, and I was a big fan of Michigan as well, um, and, and and the Big Ten Conference because that that's what we watched uh, a lot and seen growing up. So uh, for me, um, you know, making the decision to go to school or pick a school, it was a marriage between being having great uh, exposure playing the game of basketball, but at the same time having um, uh, a great education. So for me, it was it was a no brainer. Uh, I was close enough home where my family from South Bend can can drive up and, and see me but yet far away where they couldn't drive up every weekend or every day uh, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and disrupt what we had to do as college students. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that, but that process was a lot of fun. It was, it became stressful too at times uh, between, you know, making it or, or trying to figure out making a decision, but, um, but, but it was fun. Overall it was fun meeting, all the coaches and, 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 and developing those relationships. But the thing that stood out to me about Michigan and uh, besides the athletic and ac- academics was the sense of fame. And it's the same that like Juwan is, 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 is fostering with the program today. And it's a sense of family. We had a video call a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, just to allow the seniors an opportunity to be celebrated. So that's the biggest thing uh, for me uh, when I decided to, to to go to Michigan was a sense of sense of family and close to home. Dude, I, I, lo- I love it too, because there had to be some sort of uh, dichotomy being from South Bend, Notre Dame, even though, you know, the more prolific football program back then. But that, what is one of the things, Jimmy, I think that, um, as you and I, because we, um, the Red Wing organization, and I think that you have, and especially let's think it's the basketball program, it's culture. You know, Steve Eisman coming back, Juwan coming back. Are you guys, you know, uh, involved as far as this conversation and letting the kids know, like you said, they're graduating and, you know, that's always your alma mater and always your, your family, but that's how it has to be built. And you and I know that because we've been through it. But is that what you see happening, especially right now at Michigan? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You hit it right on the head. And and, and we've had many discussions, D, about this. Um, you know, the right way, you know, and, and the philosophy that we feel is the best way to build a team. And, you know, you've been successful in doing it. You played with some of the greats. Uh, you know, and, 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 and the role, and I know I mentioned this to you before, you know, the role you played, uh, in my opinion, um, is a tough role, you know, to come in, um, limited time, limited minutes, but yet still make uh, a large impact in, uh, you know, tying games and taking lead changes and winning games, um, making, you know, uh, great saves or, or, or assist. So it's difficult, as you know, um, when you're when you have limited uh, time, but it's a testament to what you guys have built together and that atmosphere and the team 
uh, uh, camaraderie. That's what's important in order to achieve that type of level of success. And that's what we had at Michigan. And that's what I know Juwan is building um, uh, at Michigan now. And and the truth about it is that Juwan already did it. He did it as a teenager being recruited himself. He's the catalyst of the Fab Five. He recruited Jimmy King and, and Chris Weber and Ray Jackson and, and, and Jalen Rose. He he was the one who, who uh, orchestrated that. So for him to be at this age with this experience um, and that drive, that's 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 what I foresee happening uh, in the in the future of Michigan basketball. See, as as a sports fan, no matter what, the transparency see that that exactly you always got. And it's the thing that I, the transparency from the from the you know basketball program and for guys that have been there, it's the same. You know. Juwan's been there, like you said. He's the catalyst behind you. You guys all going uh, to Michigan and that. What are some of the things you know? That I always say. Uh, I told Nick yesterday um, that why the hell do I have to learn a Dewey Decimal System? I don't freaking need it anymore. Things I learned in school that are useless. But what are some of the things that you learned at Michigan that you try to apply now to your? To your academy or into your coaching because I, jimmy i always love the way you think and the, and you've been around as you know I'm, I, I'm gonna get into michael jordan and stuff but you've been around the same hall of fame champion athletes and and what makes us successful is is you got to find the guys like us that are willing to play the roles what are there some of the things that you learned from the fab five into life now that uh you apply from that Absolutely, and, and that's it, D. You hit it right on the head. Going through that time um, and being, you know, one of the best players in the country, and then having to sacrifice to the point where, um, you know, I, I went from an offense offensive specialist to a defensive specialist. <laughs> so, in order to do that, you know, you have to be on board. You got to believe the philosophy. Uh, you got to sacrifice and, and be selfless. And that's what it takes in order to be successful and, and come, you know, and, and achieve a common goal when you're in a group. Uh, the, the, the main thing that I would take that I learned from Michigan is a saying and a phrase. And, it, and it's true to this day for me uh, when you really stop and think about it. And the phrase is for mind is to body or mental is to physical as four is to one mental is to physical as four is to one that is the main thing that i would say that cattle uh pulled us to not only believe but then uh start manifesting exponentially more quickly, if that makes sense, of, of coming together and, and, and having um, a stronger bond and, 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 and having a, a greater success. So, um, you know, there, there are some lessons and some formulas that, you know, that we learned over the years in Michigan. And another thing is, is really brotherhood. More than anything, um, you may not like your teammate, you may not get along with your teammate, 
but you got to respect your teammate and respect where they come from and understand that if we are going to move the needle and change the game and be successful, that we have to somehow uh, come in agreement that this is this is the goal and this is what we want to do and set everything aside. So going into the workforce, going into a business meeting, going into uh, negotiating to, 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 to buy a car, like all those things come into play. The things that I learned at Michigan come into play, um, when I'm doing everyday life. Uh, and, and it's just, it's just the mentality that I have when I attack certain things that come from, uh, my Michigan and five, five days. No, I'd love it, dude. And, and I, and I get it because everybody knows like the grind line operated that way you know like as far as on the course but off you know we're you watch an interview with me and Maltz and Drake and Joey or whatever nothing's changed how is mm-hmm. how is the relationship with like the fab five because people don't understand you have individual relationships even though like with the whole team and different guys and have to deal with it um like to, to this day, because like what you said, you know, it is so important, and it's uh, not only believing but manifesting. And and you know, I'm always been a team guy. You know, I don't fight for myself. I fight for a cause. You know, I, I'm the one that you can probably get away with abusing me personally before I'm going to do something. But how uh, how is uh, obviously with Jerome? But did you talk to Chris and uh, and Ray and um, and the rest of the guys? Yes, um, and 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 you're right. You know, I, I do understand that mentality because you know you're thick skin. You're able to take you know uh, more things than other players, or 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 are willing to accept that. And um, you do need players like that. I was one of those players because, you know, sometimes, you know, and, and, and you and I didn't fall in this category, but sometimes coaches need whipping boys. But sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, we were astute enough to understand that so that anytime that they would berate or, you know, say anything, even though even if it wasn't our fault, we could take it because we understood that that was necessary for him. And then we'll go out and do what we got to do. That's why I appreciate, you know, um, players like you, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it goes underappreciated and um, sometimes unseen, but it's very critical in being uh, successful in, 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 especially for, for a team. But you know what, Jimmy, you know what the juice is for me and you get it is that, that you, I, you see me. And, and so you, I watched you play, and I know how you play, and I know the person you are, but the fact that you see me, it's just like the, the same thing as Lance Parrish, the Tiger catcher, was my favorite athlete growing up. And when he autographed the ball for me and he said uh, to Darren with great uh, respect and admiration, like he knew who I was. And like, mm-hmm. do you have any – who is your guy growing up? Who is your oh, guy? Oh, bro. When I – Oh, bro, when I was, all right, so, of course, you know, growing up, basketball fan, MJ. MJ was my guy. So, we're in Chicago with Juwan. I was in Chicago with Juwan, 
Um, it was after my senior oh, yeah. year. Uh, oh, this was uh, 95. This was 95. So it was after my senior year. I'm about to get drafted. Um, me and uh, Juwan were in Chicago. And we go over to his restaurant. And this is my first time meeting Mike. And, you know, Juwan being from Chicago, you know, knows on their close friends. And so when uh, we went into the restaurant, he was holding a meeting in his uh he had a back office and it had this huge board uh, uh, room table, a meeting room. And Juwan and I walked in the office and there was a crack. So we looked through the crack. We saw Mike in this meeting with table was full, like 20 people at the table. And he's standing up speaking. And then he looks over and he sees Juwan and I in his office. So he stops the meeting and he walks into the office and it's just, MJ, Juwan, and I. And when he walked in, I stood up and I stuck my hand out and I said, nice to meet you, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, M-Effer, I know who you are. <laughs> and right then I was like, oh yeah, back to reality. That's right. So I was like, hey, what's up, Mike? But in that moment, I was just so starstruck because I was a fan that grew up and I patented my game after MJ. So when I met him, it was just like a dream come true. But when I stuck my hand out, it was back to reality because he was like, look here, you know what I'm saying? I'll see you next year. And that's what he said. I'll see you next year. And um, when I went back and told my family about the you know exchange and encounter, they kind of sat back and looked at me and was like, do you think Mike just challenged you? And I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I think he did. I didn't even look at it that way. But, um, but, but, he yeah, he was you probably. In the rear view, bro. He yeah. You in the rear view. That's, you know, I call it the Dave Grohl effect because uh, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, Nirvana, the drummer, he's my favorite musician. I always say that that's my man crush. And uh, I got to meet him and hang out with him, and he was even better than I thought he would. So I always try to give people, but. Just back to it. No, that's how you, you know, I remember meeting Gordy Howe, Mr. Howe, Mr. Lindsay, you know, some of the guys, you know, after a yeah. while, like Gordy's like, Gordy, Gordy's good. Just call me Gordy. But yeah. it's, it, that's <laughs> so cool to see. Now, in talking about that, I I am, you've seen The Last Dance or you've been watching The Last Dance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching it. I've been watching it intently, just like everybody else. I'm a... I'm a Chicago boy. I grew up a, a MJ fan, uh, not necessarily a Bull fan. So uh, I've been watching every show. Um, and Bro, and and when they, when they said he's he's is he bullying or I absolutely snorted coffee out my nose and was like, "Oh what, my god, kidding me? You should take." That's what I said. Out. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I, I swear like, I was rolling laughing. That was like, is, what are they talking are about? They <laughs> right, right here, Jimmy. It, like, does that not like? I literally was like, I, like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Is society or sports that soft across the board? Right. I think they have yes, yes, it's soft. It's toilet tissue, wet toilet tissue. It, you know, when I saw that. D, I'm so glad you pointed that out. I literally laughed so hard, and I was like, 
see that's the problem is that you know people don't understand that it takes that level of commitment and, and that drive and sometimes you have to push certain people and um and you got to have thick skin in this game you can't be sensitive because everybody you said it, early. you said it earlier right friend of mine the other day and she told me that 15 year old volleyball high school girls talk more trash than grown men she's seen 15 year old girls on a volleyball court make grown men cry on the sideline so if you can't handle trash talking you can't play the game but that's hey i tell everybody um that tenure has gone because it's like 16 17 18 and lower they're finally getting it like we got it because they're a little like i know with my like nephews and and whatever it's just like you could talk to them a little bit they get it a little bit and i think you see it in music you see it everybody else but holy geez that's unbelievable yeah those 15 year old those mean girls can make anybody cry but what do you <laughs> but it takes and and my point was is that it doesn't take one leader guys got to lead in different ways but you need that passionate ass whipper and you need a bunch of different ones doing it in their own way leading the charge so i mean i got four i got four stanley cup rings and in today's day and age i probably could could go to the hr department if there was such a thing and you know file grievance on on right Daily basis, on a daily basis, that's for sure. I remember hey, my Nick. camp. Yeah, my coach cussed me out so bad. It's on. It's on. It's it's on a inaugural um, season to Raptor tape. <laughs> I'm a rookie, first day of practice, and coaches just like you know getting on my case, and you can see me literally. I'm standing there like with my hand out, my mouth open because I don't even know what he's talking about. But because it wasn't my fault, but no. he was just, I think, testing me. And I didn't even know. I'm just standing there with my mouth open because he's cussing me out. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Right? That's, yeah. that's nothing for me. You know what I mean? I'm still going to go out here and do what I got to do. <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, Nick, uh, sitting over there quietly and stuff, do you remember watching Fab Five play? You got any questions for Mr. Ken? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, absolutely. We used to sit down in the... Holy shit. You like my COVID? My COVID hair? Let's let's comment on Nick's hair for a minute. Because if there's a guy that... (laughs) Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. What's going on, man? I know... How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you, man. I know you can't go to the barbershop, man, but you might not have to trim a little off the top. Uh, You know what? I'm about to let this flow, miracle flow style, and just... Just go all shaggy with it. It's kind of where I'm at right now, man. I like that. Hey, there's uh, on YouTube, he started this Quinn and Dad episode. She painted his face like Post Malone last episode. Maybe we can put a pair of shears in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it might not be a bad bad idea. (laughs) It might not be a bad idea. Dude, I remember watching the Fab Five when I was young. 
it was crazy, man. I mean, it was, we used to, my brother's a little bit older and get a bunch of us and, and his friends in the basement and they're playing cards and playing pool and passing bets. And I watched a lot of college basketball back in those days for sure. Um, and there was always a couple kids who were like, you know, the Duke fans, Kentucky fans, UConn, whatever the case may be, a bunch of Michigan fans. Um, I want to know, like, who in college and in the pros, who was that one player in both sides that you just did not want to go up against or that you just hated playing with? In college, the player that I did not want to see and I think a lot of people did not want to see was big dog Glenn Robinson. He averaged 30-plus points in a 40-minute game in college. That kid had everything you needed. He was 6'9", could handle, could jump, could shoot it, Um, high IQ, basketball IQ. The guy was great. Um, He gave us fits. We (laughs) We couldn't match up with him. He was a nightmare. Another one in college, um... I would say is Jamal Mashburn. He was a, he was another one, a difficult uh, uh, guard. And then in the pro, in the NBA, obviously, you know, there's so many great players. But I'll give you one that's sneaky. That, well, that was sneaky then, but today it will make sense. And I used to tell people 25 years ago, and they'd be like, you know, who's the toughest or one of the toughest people you had to guard? And I said, Dale Curry. And they used to look at me like, what? Dale Curry? Slow Dale Curry. You mean the 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 cinder block foot Dale Curry? Yes. That Dale Curry that to shoot the lights out. And we know his son today is Steph, who could really shoot your lights out. But he was so difficult to guard because his release was so quick. And I remember he, he got off, I think, two jumpers. And I was on him. I mean, as soon as it left his fingertips, my hand was there. And I was like, dang, okay. I mean, I can't get any closer to that. Closer to that, I got to foul him. Next time he came up, top of the key, he got the ball. I was on him. I I put my hand on his wrist, came up his (laughs) wrist, met his hand as he let the ball go. Like he had the ball in his hand. He's shooting it. I'm hitting him here. He's still going up, releasing the ball as he releases my our hands meet like this and I I like I'm and we're locking hands and I'm like I know I got him. I turn around buckets straight wet and I was like <laughs> nothing, nothing I could do with it. Nothing I could do with him. And, and no well, they didn't they I found him but they didn't call it. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Who was uh, – I always want to know, like, who was the the guy at the end of practice or who is the, the guy who you didn't want to get in a shoot around? Or, like, who is, a, who is a, a sneaky, like, shooter that you wouldn't think? It's usually one of the big men. Like you said, like, you know, Big Baby Robinson makes I got, sense. I got, I got one for you. I got, I got two for you. I have two for you. One for college, one for pro. And I, I played with the, against and with both. The first one in college, my good friend, my good pal, Michigan State guy, Sean Respert. Sean oh, Respert, yeah. very good shooter, very very good shooter. Numbers uh, drafted seventh, lottery pick. Yeah, um, I think in '95, 
He's underrated for college. And then I'll give you in the pro, Tracy Murray. Tracy Murray, I played with him in Toronto. Tracy Murray has a couple of 50-point games in the NBA. It's not too many people that that has done that historically. So that's how great of a shooter he was. That guy, so say like after practice and we're messing around, that's the guy you do not want to play with. He will take your money. Ah, uh, see, for us, for us, I wrote in my book, um, it's always Joey wins and Papa. That's why we call Papa Joey Kosher. It's always Joey wins. You're always just trying to fight for second. And when you realize that, second's like really first. Like every now and then, you'll be like, wait, <laughs> I won? Like, I really won? The side game, yeah. so they're always like that. I know what I asked. Um, did you get? Have you been approached, or you got any inkling in the playing in the big three, or are you? Is your like injuries, or just no interest, or like how does how does that come about? Because it looks, you know, I, I've gone to the one here in Detroit, and I pay attention because I know all the guys, right? I feel yeah. like I grew up with you guys. It's like that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I love the big three. I love what Ice Cube is doing and extending the game and giving guys an extension to continue playing the game they love, getting paid while doing it, allowing uh, Hall of Fame uh, coaches and uh, former players to 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 be a part of it and coach uh, the game. And it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, I was approached. They asked me to play. However, I declined to play. Uh, I I threw my hat in the coach's uh, ring, but uh, obviously I haven't heard back from that. But like at this it. point, I'm done. I'm done playing. I don't want to play at a competitive level like that. If I'm, if I play at that level, it's it's not going to be a good look for me, in my opinion. So I enjoy watching uh, the guys entertain it and, and go at it. But uh, if I participate in the big three, it will be on the coaching side. All right, bro. If you need an assistant coach, you give me a call. Oh, you the first I call. Oh, you the first I call, Matt. Because I know you're going to get them right mentally, bro. You know how many days you've been talking and and, and you got me right. You got me right mentally. I know you could do it for the squad, bro. That's it, bro. That's you know the the whole thing is because it's it's the self awareness and you know you and I both we don't hide from what we've been through or, or who we are, um, our ups and downs, but because it's made us um, who we are now and and it's more like the teacher. I, I want to be the teacher to life to whatever else. You know, you talk to me more about about why you started this academy and, and what's that website again. And I, I, I really want to uh, delve into that because it's all about giving back. And, and you should know this, Jimmy, because, um, uh, you know, our buddy Dom uh, Ruggiero from uh, Best Bucket Comics, but the Frozen Fish Fiasco. So he yes, started to Nick and I before the broadcast because um, they were able to raise, he cut a check for 25 grand for t- club Park, the biggest check yet. Wow. And you were a big part of that. Wow. Um, That's all. I want to say thank you to that, but it's the community stuff, you know, as far as far as that with the, with the rink and giving back. That's what I like to do. And I like to sit and watch, man. I'm the guy that the kids are playing video games. I don't want to play. I want to watch, you yeah. know? So at the academy, it's, it's about, 
Um, and then talk to me more about that. I want to understand more about it. So, um, and thank you, thank you for that. Um, it's called True. The 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 company name is True Champions. T R U Champions with the S, yes. and you can check it out on uh, TrueChampions.com. Um, we're sports. Right I'm not. Nick is. Yeah, the sports sports recruiting for, uh, firm, and it's a tool. So we've spent the last two and a half years revamping uh, this so that it's it's more uh, applicable to parents and 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 students to use. Um, the information uh, on the site they'll be able to uh, decipher and, and and decide what what uh, what school is best for them. Uh, information and connection with coaches uh, if they want to be recruited, uh, able to, you know, upload and, and show uh, videos, uh, organize the, themselves and calendars, share their calendars to coaches and, and friends, uh, kind of like a sports, you know, Facebook, but at the same time building a profile that allowed them to be uh, recruited. Uh, for instance, <clears throat> what's going on with this COVID-19 you know, obviously everybody's staying home. No one's able to play, but our tool will allow you to still be able to be seen, upload your videos, be able to contact and have interaction uh, in the recruiting process and cycle. So um, even if something like this was to recur and happen again, you will still be able to use this tool. And not only is it good for, uh, you know, as far as the functionality and creating a service that allows uh, parents and, and, and kids to uh, to get to the school of their choice. But I wanted to build this platform, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's a form of giving back. The service that we provide is not unique in what we do, but it's unique in that we are building it so that kids who are economic, economically challenged will be able to afford it. This service that we're providing costs hundreds and thousands of dollars that families, you know, uh, in certain demographics aren't able to pay. So my partner and I, Isaiah Beauchamp, uh, came up with this solution that, you know, to build a platform that uh, that student athletes and parents will be able to use that allow them um, uh, to to get access and, and use resources to get them to college because there's $2 billion per year that goes unused uh, for government assistance and monies. We have a platform that allow you to research and find those additional monies. Say if you get a partial scholarship um, and you need additional monies, uh, my team and I will be able to navigate and figure out what's the best uh, program or school uh, to attend, to be able to supplement what you're doing. So when, you know, that's why, you know, like you say, it's always important, you know, growing up and how we were raised and, you know, uh, what we benefited from to give something back uh, to the community and not just Michigan and Detroit, but nationwide. Well, you know, that, and I'm proud to call you my friend because just, you know the person that you are but it's like that southern new hampshire university commercial where talent is distributed evenly but opportunity isn't so what do you do you've taken it 
to bring the opportunity. I always say, it's like I tell my kids, I'll get you to the door and the introduction, whether you get inside is up to you. you know, I've already done all my work. I think the most important thing here, and it's the same thing I'm gonna go into the next uh, topic I wanna ask you about. And it's the same thing as in life as it is that I preach in cannabis. Don't tell me what, tell me who. No. Um, everybody knows uh, my involvement with Pincana, uh, the $200 million uh, seed to sale facility up at Pinconning in Michigan. Uh, I make no bones about it. I'm on the front line of advocacy for the city of my life. Um, you know, I, I love the plant. I respect the plant. Um, but it's also, too, is that uh, you have a, a, a unique relationship with it also, don't you? And, and has it always been, been that way? Because for me as a hockey guy, it was either you were a jock or, or a stoner. Even though we hung out together, you know, I I was allowed to crush beers and drink booze till you know I puked all over the place and you know, and or got naked or whatever the shit I did back then. Right, as long <laughs> as I didn't smoke weed, that I could make it to the NHL. Was is, right. is it like that? Because like you said, everybody grows up differently. Yes, it was the same way. There was a big stigma on um, marijuana, you know, growing up, um, but but legalized uh, or not legalized, but 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 uh, getting liquor or drinking alcohol, beer um, is somewhat legalized if you're of, of legal age. Right. It's, it's you know the stigma with with marijuana. Um, you know, first of all, it being a level one. I believe still considered a level one drug. I think the U.S. is is now uh, looking to change the scheduling of what is considered of uh, 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 lethal drugs is number one um, because, like you said, it is a flower, <laughs> it's a plant. Um, that's why it does need to be somewhat regulated. I mean, you don't want to eat uh, cabbage from. Uh, a gardener who doesn't, who who also has uh, lead or mercury or something in his soil, it's the same thing. So, so when you're, you know, getting educated, or we are educating, um, you know, the masses on the flower is it's medicinal, uh, it's natural, it's only, you know, uh, just like anything else, if it's altered or cut. <laughs> With something else, it could be detrimental. And so, while we're you know speaking about the stigmas, let's talk about the truths and what it does for us and our bodies. We have a natural, and I know you you are advocate for it, and we spoke about this many a times. Um, yeah. You know, a, nat a natural uh, endocannabinoid system um, uh, it enhances you know your taste, your smell, uh, boosts your immune system. There's so many benefits to the flower. Um, and I think we're at a time where it's a paradigm shift and, uh, you know, we can make a way in the market. Uh, I have a team, uh, locally in, in Michigan, um, uh, Kevin, Matt, Andrew, uh, my guys who, uh, in Glacier Cannabis, we are, uh, just pulled down the first set of, uh, grow. The second should be done, I think, either this week or next week. We're looking to roll out and develop relationships with dispensaries and, um, you know, across 
across the city and across uh, across the state. So, you know, we're doing this in, in, from the perspective of educating and also to help people medically. Um, it's also great, too, that they even passed it recreationally, which will allow more people to use it. But our focus and our drive is is really for health reasons and purposes. Well, it's the education, Jimmy, and you nailed it because it's not 2010. And I'm not going to get mad or get pissy about uh, light me strips of whatever it is, um, you know, the, the for pills and stuff like this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the education now, you can't hide from it. You know, it's come out. The truth will be told. And like you said, it's something that's fed in, you know, it's your endocannabinoid system. So what, when you, that's the first thing. It's like, wait, what? I have something built in that right. works. Hey, Nick, <laughs> Nick, that uh, lets me know. So uh, Jimmy and I will set up the dispensary tour because I have to go around with my product. It'll be done about the same time. Absolutely. So you get, um, because I love talking to people about and answering questions uh, because of what it's given me. And for me, it's it was an, I'm an insomniac. To, so to sleep. So I used to have to drink myself to sleep and I never would sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you get into Ambien and then you get into other stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. You find out mm-hmm. you just have to use one of these and then yep. you can have a nap on what it is. It's great. So, That's right. Uh, I'll put Nick on point on uh, when that comes around, but we can def- definitely do it. And because it's about, you know, spreading our truth and, and the fact that yours and mine are aligned because we've survived the so-called you know world of attrition in life it's just an opportunity to share that with everybody else not only with true champions and you know give people that opportunity to you know who knows who who will have the opportunity to do that as long with the health care now now what are you uh what have you been doing to pass the time? You in the Netflix, you in the Amazon, you in the movies? <laughs> Yo, so, so D-Mac, so D-Mac, check it out, man. All right. You know, growing up, movie buff, watch a lot of TV. But since I've gotten, you know, the past maybe six or seven years, I've, I've transitioned away from movies and TVs. I've read uh, more articles and you know, books and stuff like that. However, um, what I've been trying to do uh, in quarantine is, you know, start watching the Netflix and every single time I fall asleep. I don't care if it's a movie, a TV show, and it's good. Like, I I think I've made, I made it through a few shows. Uh, I went back to Stranger Things. I started to pick that up, but I keep falling asleep on that um disjointed i watched the first one ah. first episode of that that was good so I'm, I'm gonna try and finish that up that was really good um but uh but other than that i end up the, the shows end up watching me instead of me watching shows <laughs> yeah but bro that's you know what that is that's because you're a seasoned plane traveler you know because <laughs> you and and i know this because you probably slept on the plane too, or that would be you throw a movie on and you'd get your rest if you had to make a trip, you know, especially in Toronto if you had to go out west or something like that. It's, it's the way that, you know, like people say, well, were you superstitious? I said, 
that I don't think that's the word, but so routine. Were you yes. very routine? Like for me, I always had to be the last one out of the room and the last one off the what? ice. Do my yep. big one. You have mm, that's interesting. Wow. D, we're the same. I was always the last. Everybody teased me today because they say I move slow, but really I'm always the one that, you know, I'm like the uh, the cleanup man. You know me what I mean? Whatever's, whatever, whatever's laying behind, you know, I just scoop it up. One big scoop. And then when people start to remember what they forgot or, or you know, or whatever, I'm just sitting there like this, like, here you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I always, uh, it was always like, I don't know, the, the, the closest thing is like herding cattle, almost. I had to make sure everybody, you know, like it was just at the end. And here's oh, the doubt. kicker, right? Because even when I came back in 08 and I got Chelly and I got Lidstrom or whatever, immediately when I was back in the lineup, I was, boom, back to the end. Like, and and so Chelly had, because it always went, the last three was Lidstrom wait outside the door, and then me and Shelly would hit hands and come out, and uh, they go. And then uh, yeah. I was always last. I always did that because yeah. it's the same thing as I'm a slow dresser. I, I'm a lollygagger yeah. in a dresser. Yes. Imagine, <laughs> I got a lot to say. I just want to be heard. I need to be <laughs> somebody. If somebody's there, like the trainers and stuff, you know, I didn't usually start. So what did I worry about? Yeah, I was the same way. The same way, D, D Mac. I was the same way. I would just sit around and my family would be like, why are you always the last one out the locker room? And I, it just never dawned on me. I, I would just, you know, talk to the trainers, take my time in the shower. Like I'm taking a shower at home. Like I'm in there, like, you know, just yeah, chilling, know. Yeah. in the shower. You know? and, then you, and then you have big leagues and then you get the saunas and the whirlpool. Yeah. You spend it fifteen minutes in the sauna at least. That's fifteen minutes right there. Guys have already showered and dressed fifteen minutes. (laughs) Hey Nick, uh, did the army have anything like that? Did you get like? Do you guys fall into like routines like that? Dude, definition of the military is routine. I mean, it's so routine that you don't have to think, and that's kind of their whole purpose, right? A basic training, they break you down to build you back up, where you're reacting. And you don't think about anything. It's just that knee-jerk reaction to uh, to do stuff. And there's always people that, you know, they looked out for everybody else and kind of what you guys were talking about earlier with, you know, that, that mentality of you don't have to like the person necessarily, but you respect them, you know, that – that goes into it a lot where it's not, it's not personal or if you're getting on their ass about something, it's more because you care about them. Um, but it's funny, man. I, I sit back, I watch you got you two guys talk and it's hilarious to me because your guys interaction is to me is hilarious. And it's not because you guys are saying funny stuff, but they, uh, remember. So back in the day, they did a clip and they animated it. Uh, David's going to play it here in a second of you guys. I've watched this thing a hundred times because I die laughing every time I do. And there's so much stuff that we can do together as far as Jimmy and Darren and put some Jimmy in some skates and put uh, put Mac in some high knee white socks and get him out of the basketball court. But uh, David, play that, play that clip real quick. I love this. My favorite. Oh, it's incredible. You will learn how Should to be here any second. before I learn how to dunk. Hey, I don't know about that because you know what? I heard I heard that the game is very similar. 
Hockey is just basketball on ice. As a matter of fact, I seen you go between your legs, do a spin, and slap it in. Like, yeah. I seen you do that. You've had so many game winners doing that, my That's brother. right to left, bro. I got a three-inch vertical, though. I don't think that does well. Maybe we'll, you know I got a good foul shot, though. Dude, it absolutely kills me. Every single time I watch it, I die laughing. D, you got a good foul shot. D, you got a good foul shot, too. We got nothing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Knuckle love, baby. Knuckle love. Yeah. So, so Nick, explain to Jimmy because uh, we gotta we can have an Uncle Jimmy role for uh, for knuckle up. You know the question. Oh yeah. 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 See, I love elbows too. I love <laughs> elbows. That's right. But you got to throw some bows sometimes. Knuckle up, man. It's great because it's about. People like me who don't necessarily know a lot about hockey, but love hockey fights, love the love the brawls, and kind of you know trying to get the inside scoop of what's going on, where the who, what, when, where, you know why and how of of the whole thing. So, hell yeah, we're gonna get first. I think Darren's got to teach us how to skate, and then so we'll know we'll be in tune with the ice, and then we'll uh, yeah, man, come on out. We'll talk about some hockey fights and everything else. It'll be fantastic. Maybe throw in some basketball fights. Why not? Well, basketball, you know, basketball the, players, basketball players don't fight anymore. <laughs> no, this is the whole black culture. Basketball here, players don't fight. Take their chest out and be like, "Get me, get me! I don't want to get fined. I want to play tomorrow." <laughs> hey, bro, here's the thing, though, is that and we you mentioned about the 15 year old volleyball girls making grown men cry. That's the thing is the chirping and the trash talk that goes on on the floor. Because in hockey, it'll get personal. In basketball, like, and especially younger. So in junior, like when you're in college, you don't care, right? You're talking about yeah. guys, moms, girlfriends, yeah. sisters. Exactly. Dancing. Everything, right? Oh, my God. No, there's nothing off limits. Nothing. There's really, and I know that sounds bad, but there's really nothing off limits. And I know you've heard it all because I have. I have seen it. They talk about your wife. They talk about your kids. They talk about your mother. Like, I don't know anything more personal than that. But, you know, hey, if, if, it, if it causes you to, uh, to be off just a little bit, eh, so be it. After the game, we can have a beer together, hopefully. But if 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 you're if you're too sensitive or I struck too hard of a core, so be it. <laughs> That's because it's true. People only get mad when it's right. true. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's right. The truth always hurts. When you're talking trash, always tell the truth. That does it right there. You right, D Matt. That's the formula. Always tell the truth. That's it, bro. I I didn't learn that till like 2010 or 11 or whatever when I met my wife. But hey, never too late to learn, bro. Never too late That's to right. learn. What do you got planned? You got any Amen. plans this weekend or anything? In, in uh, this this weekend, nothing. This weekend, nothing particularly. Um, just trying to um, really just get acclimated it's grown so much down here in dallas they built so much uh i come into plano now and you know i'll be on the west side and and there'll be infrastructures i'll recognize the street names 
but I don't recognize the landmarks. So I still got a lot of catching up to do. So I'm just trying to sightsee, enjoy the weather and family and friends as long as possible. I love, I love it. Is the, what's the, uh, what are the, are the rules in Texas similar or, or is it a little more loosened up? You get to go to a restaurant or? They're, they're similar. They're similar, uh, but we're a little bit, uh, they, well, they loosened up uh, last Friday. So last Friday, uh, you're able to go into restaurants and, and sit down and eat, but no one, you know, the restaurants are still maybe a quarter to a third full. You know, they're not, they're not totally full. People are still doing carryouts or Uber or, or, or DoorDash or whatnot, or, or just cooking. So, uh, but I do see a lot more people on the street. There are a lot more people driving. Uh, the construction workers never stopped. <laughs> They, they're still working, um, but but more people are coming out. And, and I'm seeing, but when I go to the supermarkets or, or, or something like that, you know, people are still wearing their mask and gloves uh, and keeping their social distancing. I love it. I love it. Um, Nick, what's, uh, we got any plans for next week? Uh, what's going on? I'm you playing golf on Saturday. Playing some golf on Saturday morning. I was going to, and I texted with Jimmy a couple weeks ago. I was like, let's go. Let's golf. He's like, man, I'm in Dallas. Bummer. Yeah. So as soon as you get back, dude, get back. let's go. We we got to play. It's done. Yeah, done deal. As soon as I get back. I'm going to work on my game while, while I got all this good sunshine. That's right. Get your swing in order. You're in Dallas. I'm I'm not. You are in charge of your um, uh, pre season workouts uh in the golf game so the fact that you don't bring a game up to michigan that's your own fault james my fault amen and so (laughs) with that being said i do have something to do this weekend i'm playing golf i love it nice i love it i love you love what you're all about uh catch jimmy king with king and foster true champions cruchampions.com all right, brother. We'll see. We'll see you soon. Hopefully, my guys. I love you, dog. My 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 guys. Thank love you, y'all. brother. Thanks for having me. Good time, Jimmy. brother. All right, Nikki Nooch and everybody out there. Hey, nineteen. Uh, thank you, David, Angel, Jess, Mike. Everybody back at the ranch. Uh, everybody, stay safe. We're almost out of this. Do your part, and I will do mine. Be back, and I'm out. <laughs>